fictional what world. The, <laughs> the cat keeps attacking me. She wants to play with your hands. <laughs>
I've heard part of the comparison made a lot, but I feel like it's just Pulp Fiction on cocaine. That's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. It has a similar narrative structure to Pulp Fiction, and then highly stylized, um, highly realistic violence and gore. We, we should warn you guys, there are a lot of very heavy themes addressed in that movie. Yep. Be warned going into that, but it, it, it was the standout of Panic Fest when Catherine and I went. Uh, I was actually able to see that uh, sitting next to the director. And then it's they pretty did, cool. Yeah, it was pretty rad. I didn't realize it until, like, the Nightmare Junkhead guys came down. They introduced him, and this dude next to me stood up and waved to everybody. It was like, oh, holy shit, okay. And then him and the cast did the Q&A after, and it was wow. really cool. And so most, the cast was there, too? Yeah. And most of the questions revolved around how they were able to make such a compelling protagonist out of a guy with a swastika tattooed on his face. <laughs> So, it, if you have not seen Low Life, it is on Hulu. Both Jeff and I really highly recommend that one. Yep. We watched the Ted Bundy movie. Oh, yeah? Uh, the Zac Efron one. The Zac Efron one. Because I decided I wanted to watch that one. I think it would be, like, the more dramatized one before I watched the documentary series. It was, it was pretty good. It, it was, was decent. I will... I'm curious to see what the documentary series has to offer because I feel like they kind of played into the appealing aspect of him and like it honestly kind of I know what happened but it left you questioning whether or not he was he was actually guilty oh like Like, I mean yeah I know I mean I wouldn't say like in that way it's not presenting as oh did he do it it's a they focus so much on the manipulative, charming aspect right. of it, and they, they're they very clear that he is being manipulative, mm-hmm. and they show that he is a fucked up guy. But, but it all is in, like, the last, what, 30 minutes of the mm-hmm. movie that his, like, true character actually comes to light. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie you're going with this charming guy yeah. that... Oh no! Wrong place, wrong time. You know, mm-hmm, yeah. but all of the all of the excuses he actually used to get out of it, everything yeah. that he did in the courtroom to mm-hmm. raise questions, and throughout the whole thing. And I was talking to Catherine about it while we watched it. I don't think they glorified him at all, but also I don't think they they didn't address it directly enough to show really how fucked up this guy was because he was just an insanely fucked up individual and there are a couple scenes where they in the courtroom read off what was done but there's still this disconnect because we mm-hmm. haven't seen him because there's no show actual, those traits yeah, even yet. like crime scenes there wasn't any mm-hmm. of that it was purely you were in the courtroom or in his home, mm-hmm. like at the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a big gorehound, but I don't. Well, I I like I like movies. I've never heard you describe yourself as a gorehound. Yeah, I mean that's a common <laughs> great, phrase great in the horror community. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. But I, so I like that in movies. I didn't want it in this movie. I didn't want the it's explicit kind of out of place. Yeah, I didn't want the... And there wasn't much of it. There is a scene where he brains somebody with a crowbar, but... Like, it was literally the last, you know... Mm -hmm. But they... So, not that I wanted them to add that in for this, 
but I wanted them to address the murders more head on. Mm-hmm. Um, just so it can really like cement for people. This guy was a fucking psycho. It needs more juxtaposition. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it kind of went back and forth, and it pretty closely followed the chronological timeline of what happened in real life and, like, the crimes and just being in and out of jail and in and out of the courtroom. But then the last trial, like, the Florida crimes or whatever, that was the biggest chunk of the movie was being in that mm-hmm. courtroom. And... It kind of felt like he didn't really commit that many because of the way they like set up the movie. And I think also part of that is at the time a lot of them, a lot of more of them weren't known when that trial was Mm -hmm. going on. And it was just a trial for a set of specific murders. Mm -hmm. My favorite scene in the movie, though, is there's a tone shift when he goes to Florida and he gets picked up and gets arrested, and now he's dealing with this new DA, prosecutor, whatever. And they they have, like, a standoff in the jail, and Bundy is talking about how, basically, like, yeah, he's gotten out of this, like, you've got nothing on me. And the guy's just like, yeah, you're in Florida now. And then suddenly it cuts in with the Four Horsemen by Metallica, <laughs> and he gets, like, slammed against a wall, and they're doing all the intake stuff, like, really fast and aggressively. Mm. And that was, anytime you use Four Horsemen in a movie, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> but that that was really good because at the end, they played actual footage of the trial. And that scene, they played that scene again uh-huh. from when it happened. It was spot on. Yeah. And Zac Efron, like, had those well, His His performance down. was perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was amazing. There, there are a lot of complaints with the movie. His performance is not one of them. But... So what I, I watched the whole thing and I was like, yeah, like this is decent, nothing. But then the credits started and they cut in with the, at the credits, just cut immediately to a dead on shot of Bundy actually talking. And that like that chilled me to my core. Like that was very hard, very unsettling to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but a decent movie. It's yeah. worth a watch. I think there's just more that could have been done with it. Mm hmm. Uh, then I also, I watched Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, which decent if you're if you're a Pokemon fan and you are a slave to nostalgia, it's gonna work really well because I I enjoyed the hell out of it. The plot is batshit insane. There's and I'm I'm not gonna give anything away in case people haven't seen it, but it does things that <laughs> had been done in like early Pokemon games. So you're like, I guess this is feasible, but holy shit, like this, it, it takes a hard left into weird sci-fi. Gotcha. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> and then just the, it's very, very decent movie. Good, not great. But the seeing live action Pokemon was fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, so if you, if you had that connection with it, it's worth a watch. Ron Reynolds a good voice? Or? Yes, fantastic voice. His He really sold it. He was super entertaining. Uh, the first third of it was all back-to-back jokes that all landed solely because of Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. It was the, the writing for him was very good. Okay. And it got occasionally self-referential without going too far. There is a scene where Ryan Reynolds, as Pikachu, is singing the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fucking fantastic. I like it. 
Before we move into the movie, though, oh. big news in the movie world that we oh yeah that we were talk oh about. yeah Robert Pattinson casts as Batman. Do you know they've already picked the villains? Yeah, Catwoman well? and Penguin. Yeah, bring back Michael Keaton. <laughs> Just do it. Just fucking do it. I don't know about Robert Pattinson. So Batman. What have you seen him in besides Twilight? Harry Potter. Okay. You should have said besides Harry Potter. Yeah. But he's up. he's not great <laughs> in Harry Potter. He's decent. I he's serviceable. I prefer him in Harry Potter over Twilight. Actually. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, Twilight, the uh, what's the one? Elephant. Mm. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Water for elephants. Yeah, oh, that okay. one and a couple of like random things. But so he, since then, he's gotten big into a lot of like indie art house movies. And those roles, he is fucking awesome. So I'm very excited for him as Batman. Yeah. I think uh, I think what Batman needs, right, is anytime you're casting a Batman, you're trying to figure out, okay, can they be can they be menacing behind the mask? Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. they be physically imposing enough to be Batman? But then can they be like suave enough and sophisticated enough to play Bruce, Bruce Wayne? Wayne. And so... That part, I I don't know about. See, I'm actually... I think he will be better at Bruce Wayne than I think he'll be at Batman. Yeah. He uh, he can be very charismatic. Yeah. Also, really excited to see him with uh, Willem Dafoe in... uh, The Lighthouse? Yeah. Isn't that like like a sea shanty horror movie? Yes. Period piece sea shanty horror by the guy that did The Witch. Okay. So basically, it's Cthulhu, like, right? I it's hope. Gotta, I fucking hope so. It's got to be something with a big Lovecraftian monster yeah. in the sea. If they if they take it into like a Lovecraft mythos type horror and like cosmic horror shit, I'm so fucking on board. As discussed in our last yeah, episode, yeah. if you want to hear about cosmic horror, listen to we our, had a really good breakdown of cosmic horror. That's in the right. Last episode. That's right. I learned some stuff. Yeah. You know who I would have liked. To have seen as Batman? Dan Stevens. No. And who could have done... I mean, yes. But I think he could have done both sides really well is... um, His name's Matt... Bomer? Barnes? Scoochie? (laughs) I can't say his last name. It's Logan from Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You said Scoochie in my mind. Whatever you said. Scoochie. Stanley Tucci. No. (laughs) Stanley Tucci is Batman. I can can see it in my head. It's like C-Z-U-C-H-Y. Oh. Sushi. Shukri? Anyways, Matt. Yeah, C-Z-U-C-H-Y. He would have... Nailed that. I think he could be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That's a handsome guy. Yeah. He is. Yeah, I could see that. I think he might be too pretty to be Bru- to be Batman, Batman. though. Because mm-hmm. like that's scruffy enough. Like that's the hard part, right? Is like you can get like somebody who can play the billionaire playboy, uh-huh. and then do you believe they're actually an insane person who runs around in a cape at night? And I, I don't mean, know if he has enough darkness. He was in the Life and Death Brigade, so I mean. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've seen Gilmore Girls. I have not. I know Stars Hollow and that they talk fast. <laughs> I'm trying to convince them to watch it because they make a lot of movie references. Well, pop we culture ju- references. You'll end up watching it. I, I will. But we just wrapped up NCIS and it's my turn to pick a show next. 
and Catherine's about to watch Twin Peaks. Ooh, you're going to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Very likely. Let's do do one more thing about Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So, the movies that we have... Well, I've only really seen him in... Good time, mm-hmm. post Twilight, and I think I've seen him in something else, but I don't know what movie it is. Um, he's it's I don't know if he's like some kind of mobster or something. Um, but then there's another one coming out this summer, I think, called High Life. Have you seen trailers for that? High Life is already out in is some it out? places. So is it out in theaters? What do or... I that name? Um, uh, Miller High Life. Yes, the beer. <laughs> I was joking, but maybe. That might actually be where you know from. (laughs) Yeah, High Life came out. It got a very limited theatrical release. So I thought it came out in 2018, but then I thought there was like other stuff where it was going to maybe come out again, or I don't know. So if it's on streaming anywhere, I can't find it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's on streaming yet. Okay. But High Life looked really intense. There's a trailer for it. Um, I've heard it's incredibly weird. Yeah, um, and I think that's what, like, you need to see Robert Pattinson do something really, really weird to mm-hmm. believe he can be Batman. Yeah. Um, so I think people who, I would be surprised the people who are like, no way, he'll be a terrible Batman, I'd be I'd be curious to see if they've seen Good Time. Yes, I, I feel like most of those responses have not seen much other than Twilight and Harry Potter. Right, because even, even if you've seen Good Time and you didn't like it, I don't think you're going to be like, Robert Pattinson can't be Batman. Yeah. Right? Like, his performance in that shows that he can be the bad guy, this lunatic person. Oh, yeah. Like, just out of the control. So he's got the chops to do it. Um, I think my only concern, the hardest thing about Batman, in my opinion, is that Batman's crew of villains are all really hard to pick from and not do a cartoony campy movie. Yeah. Like, you have to, you essentially, the only one that you can really say has been done successfully is probably the Joker. Maybe Bane. I liked Bane. I um, liked Bane a lot. I mean, I think the version of Bane was was less cartoony than mm-hmm. other Batman villains. But I am curious to see, like, how you do, how you do the Penguin. Yeah. And not have it be campy. And maybe Penguin's just going to be a mobster. Yeah. I mean, in in like a suit, you know what I mean? Like, Let's just bring back Danny DeVito. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. Just don't even reference it. Just have him be the penguin. I don't uh, know. I, so, I, I think that's the hardest part. His rogues gallery, it's... I mean, all of DC's rogues galleries are really difficult to do that with. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll pick... A good way to do it, but I, I think that's the hard part. Is even if you nail Batman, because I think I personally think Keaton nailed Batman. Yeah, he really did. And I know a lot of people love the Jack Nicholson Joker, right? But mm. it's that's a very specific style yeah. of movie and villain and whatever. I mean, you can't have Christian Bale Batman with Jack Nicholson do Joker. that, or even doing some of the lines that they gave to. <laughs> Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm 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 not gonna not see it, but I I'm I don't on know. board for it. Sure. Let's get into Jupiter Ascending. Sure. Let's tear the band-aid off. Do we want to do plot summary or rotten tomatoes first? <clears throat> Let's do plot summary so we can give everybody a picture of okay. what can happened. Do an act like I have one oh. that I can do. So okay. this is how I explained it to Sarah when she joined me mid-movie. <laughs> So, Mila Kunis 
is the daughter of Russian immigrants. Uh, for some reason, her name changes to Jones. I don't know if that's like a thing they did when they came to the United States. They, they wanted to blend in. It so was just weird. I and first, their daughter, Jupiter. Right, right. So she's the daughter of Russian immigrants. For some reason in Russia, never explained. Her family gets attacked by mobsters or whatever, mm-hmm. and her dad gets shot and dies. Uh, her mom comes over on a boat with her family. Jupiter is born um, on the boat. And because her dad, like, loved the stars, she was named Jupiter. Already off to a very stupid start. Terrible fucking name. Terrible, terrible fucking name. Don't so name her, your daughter Jupiter. Then her final name is Jupiter Jones, which is the dumbest shit. Like, if yeah. you don't have a comic book that you have to pull from, or you have to do that kind of naming, don't do it. Give her a different name. Anyways, so, she is living in the United States. She's working as a maid. With her big extended Russian family, like they all have a cleaning business. And then she uh, goes in to try to donate her eggs to make some money so she can buy a telescope. Uh, First she asks her family, can I have (laughs) $4,000? And they're like, what's it for? Is it for something you need? She's like, no, it's not for anything I need. Yeah, you don't need a $4,000 telescope. That's stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> you, if you're if you're poor and you can't afford to not work every day, don't buy a four thousand dollar telescope. I don't think that's the right plan. Anyways, <laughs> so you find out really that she is technically royalty. She goes in to donate some of her eggs at a fertility clinic to make some money, and then while she's kind of under, there's aliens that are trying to kill her. Um, come to find out. And, and they are straight up like little green man aliens. Yeah, they're not trying very hard to <laughs> to give them any other additional features <laughs> or character or anything. You find out that she is actually the reincarnated version of the queen of the universe. <laughs> yes, it's, this is an acceptable time to laugh at the plot. And the three people who run the universe currently are her children, even though they're not her children. That she's just the reincarnated genetic version, even though she has none of the memories or power or anything. Why would you say that? <laughs> About my mother. Yeah. We'll get into the voice in a little bit. There's three children. Oh, I'm Samantha. <laughs> There's three children. One of them is Eddie Redmayne from Fantastic Beasts and other movies doing the weirdest Andy Samberg voice you've ever heard. It's Jason Siegel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's hammered and quoting Sex in the City. Yes, that's essentially it. So there's that one, there's Kalik, and there's Titus. And they're all, yeah, so... <laughs> Titus, you know, super alien name to be to be given to people. Eric. <laughs> Let's get through this last summary. Okay, we gotta finish. So these three beings of the universe are trying to maintain their capitalistic hold on the market. Capitalism plays a, a large role in this movie. It's kind of the main villain, I guess. Welcome to the resistance, Comrade Tunis. It's but it's not even. Oh, that like works even good, better. Yeah, it does work better. So, anyways, they she finds out that the way that these three beings have stayed alive for so long is that they're liquefying humans. A hundred at a time? Yeah. And to make it's a horribly inefficient system. Yeah. It seems like maybe we could just do, like, billions at a time, put them into a giant vat, and then, like, pull it out of there. But it seems like they're liquefying one at a time to put into a vat of a hundred to then uh, put out little canisters. Anyways, Channing Tatum's a wolf human. <laughs> Channing Tatum is a furry. 
in this Also, movie. his only discernible features that would maybe make you think that he's a wolf are his ears. There's nothing else that's different about him. Yeah, also, wolves they don't made have him ears blonde, like that. Kind yeah. of? Cool, because he was the albino. He was the runt of the litter. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I don't know if... Yeah. God damn, this fucking movie. <laughs> so he's a hunter sent to capture Mila Kunis for Titus. Some of them want to kill her, some of them just want to marry her and then kill her. Channing Tatum immediately falls in love with her, and she with him. Yeah. She's also unlucky in love, but it's a very tell-don't-show. They're just like, ha-ha, nobody wants you, Mila Kunis, even though we're in Chicago, and you're a young Russian immigrant. Yeah, it's like... people probably would be fine <laughs> marrying you. I can, I can suspend my disbelief flying through space, going to all these other planets, and wolf humans, all this shit, but I cannot for a second believe that Mila Kunis is an unsuccessful single bachelorette <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah. The other important part that we have not talked about yet is that she's Channing... married to Ashton goddamn Kutcher. That's, well, yeah, in real life. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, but no. If you can swing Ashton Kutcher in real life, fictional world... <laughs> <laughs> the cat keeps attacking me. She wants sentence. to play with your hands. <laughs> Anyways... Another huge important plot point before we finish with this. Channing Tatum has space skates. Those are massive boots. Uh, yeah, his fucking moon boots. They're probably my least favorite thing about the plot. Think the think the jetpack boots from Guardians of the Galaxy, but worse. Yeah, but those all like at least work in like one direction. Yeah. Like these are he's when you're skating, you're pushing off the ground yeah. to get to the next thing. You're in the air. The propulsion system is incredible. It's the worst. It is the worst idea. And then he's like, sometimes flying straight and sometimes jumping off of things. And it just doesn't, it's just dumb. Anyways, yeah. how does this movie even end? I don't this remember. movie basically ends with, they cannot harvest the earth for their immortality juice. Because Without Mila Kunis' say-so, because now, being their mother, she has control over the Earth, and she has to sign it over to her son so that he can harvest every human on Earth. Um, but he says if, he, if she signs it over, he won't do it for a while. Yeah. But if she... I'll wait till you're dead to kill yeah. the Earth. And if she dies without handing it over, he can't do it. So, like, there's no question about this sacrifice. Never for a second should there be a question, oh, yeah, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Take them. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> And then the, she... the funny thing about this is that the three are definitely portrayed to be, like, evil, but none of them are evil enough to, like, just break the rules and harvest the earth. Yeah. They're all like, ah... We are bound by honor. Red tape. Wait. What are you going to do? We are bound by it's so dumb. Anyways, we're going to review this movie. Put on your boots, because we're stepping through some shit. Strap on those space skates. <laughs> Let's right. get into Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score of 38. Ooh. Tomato meter at 27. Yep. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 2015. Box office, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is 43... That's not... 43,733,000. How much did this cost to make? Uh, I don't know. It has to be more. 
Yeah, this this cannot have that. turned a profit. I'll check budget. From what I've heard, it's the this movie is always described as a box a big budget sci-fi flop. Oh yeah. So like it's you can and you can tell like I mean Mila and Channing are right already half that, and then you add in Eddie. Redmayne. Redmayne. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ned Stark's like the fifth most famous person in this movie. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, so it had a budget of somewhere between 176 and 200 million. <laughs> oh, However, it was only the domestic that was 47, mm. and then worldwide 183. But barely, and if it's above that 183 and that seven, 176 to 200 range, may not have turned a profit at all, which is just, holy shit. You know what's funny? Let's, we, can, we should actually talk about this a little bit. So, um, there is a history of movies that are spectacles, right? Like, they, mm-hmm. they have a lot of action, or they have a lot of CGI, or it, you can tell it's big budget filming, right? Or it's recognizable stars. And the writing is terrible, but then they they take it overseas, and because there's always language translation anyways, they seem to do really well at foreign box office. And so you wonder if, like, the fact that we hate the writing so much in this movie or the ideas so much in this movie, other people are suspending that a little bit because they're like, they know that it's not mm-hmm. going to translate directly to them anyway, so they're just going for the spectacle. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like, they're just going because it's Scott Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis mm-hmm. in it be damned whether or not it's actually good or not. Yeah. So, I mean, visually... Okay, not great, but there's a lot going on, and it's at least... If you don't have to deal with the writing and the dialogue, it's a good turn-your-brain-off-and-eat-some-popcorn movie. But if you have to listen through all of this... Yeah, I mean, I think there is there's definitely a lot of spectacle. I think all of the... Like set design and the spaceships and stuff like that. That's all actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there, it's weird enough that there is probably a cult following for this movie. I would love to see that. I wonder if is there a Jupiter ascending I'm, subreddit? Uh, that's what I'm typing right now. <laughs> uh, so for some rotten reviews. Thirty-eight subscribers. <laughs> Can you imagine telling people, well, what do you do in your spare time? Well, I moderate a Jupiter Ascending <laughs> subreddit. <laughs> I love Cinderella movies and sci-fi. Have rented this movie multiple times over the last year. Adore it. There, man. You think there's a lot of Russian maids who love this movie? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Okay. let's. We'll let Catherine get into our Rotten, rotten reviews. reviews. Jupiter Ascending is several stars short of a constellation. (laughs) (laughs) An excess of imagination fails to result in entertainment or narrative cohesion. Something went very wrong here. Uh, Yes. Agreed. A tiresome sci-fi yarn that cannibalizes from so many past fantasy properties that in the future special spot the homage screenings could be held in its honor. What? That was a lot of words. Uh... (laughs) Perhaps it's time for the Wachowskis to stop trying to recreate the Matrix. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tough but fair. Tough but fair. Relentlessly meandering and incomprehensible, Jupiter Ascending is an overextended costume party thrown within the confines of the cartoonish cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. All true. All very, very true. Okay. What did this movie do well? 
What did we like about this Should movie? we switch it and start with what it didn't do well? I mean, <laughs> I think we can get through what, what we, we, like what we okay. liked very quickly. Okay. <laughs> it, it had a good cast. Yeah. You know, that's all I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I have something that I do really enjoy. It's super weird that this is what I took away from this movie. Something I really enjoyed about this movie is that they didn't Americanize or, like, essentially whitewash Mila Kunis's background. Uh, they gave her a Russian family. They... Is she, like, actually Russian? Yeah. Well, uh, Ukrainian. Ukrainian. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if we're allowed to classify that as Russian. I don't think we are. They're neighbors. But... <laughs> Aggressive neighbors. At the age of seven, she moved from the Soviet Ukraine to the United States. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. It was under Russian control. Whatever. Former Soviet. But basically, I liked that they didn't just make her some chick in Chicago, uh, whatnot. Now, there are some probably some problems with the way her family was portrayed. But they did at least include that part of who Mila Kunis is. So I thought that was cool. I was going to say, there's almost nothing that happens in this movie that she would have to be Russian for, though. Yeah. Like, nothing really about her character, mm-hmm. other than the fact that they're, like, immigrants, and they're, like, all have to, like, live together. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing uniquely about her character that changes whether she's Russian or not. So I don't disagree with you, but, like, I did think it was, like, an interesting choice because to me, it always feels like anything you do for a character should be intentional. Like, it mm-hmm. should change who they are or shape who they are for some reason. And I don't know that this movie used it in the right way, if that makes sense. Like, if they were going to put that in there, I think there should have been some other thread that connected it more with who she is or what she eventually chooses to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I can agree with that. Yeah. I don't have anything else for this movie. So, I have something that I actually... I think it's bad about the movie, but I actually enjoyed it, which is which is Eddie Redmayne. Uh, yeah, okay. Eddie Redmayne his, gives us so bad it's good performance. Were, were his lips bigger than they normally are? I don't know. Because I don't I've, know. They seemed large in this they movie. They were very big. And <laughs> well, you could tell he was like... Right. Put in his but I don't know if it was like he was trying to do that because that's what he needed to do. To he was talk, duck facing a lot of this to movie. talk that way, but he's very like thin lipped in like Fantastic Beast and like uh, he the Theory of Everything. You know, yeah. Like he does not. He doesn't look like that. All right, so, we're gonna Google it. Eddie Redmayne lips. Well, I I did Google that, and I've got a. Uh, oh, this is just him explaining the voice, though. Oh yeah, well, I'd like some context on why he chose that yeah. voice, but we'll we'll save that for another time. So, I think that Eddie Redmayne in the first half of this movie, every time it came on screen, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But then the second half, like where he, oh like, my god, this makes me like it a lot more. What's he trying to do? His larynx had been ripped out by this wolf man, so I made this slightly bold choice, which I thought was right, of talking like this for the whole film. Wait, so he's, he's the guy. He's the guy that, that came, Channing Tatum. Why don't they say that? That would have been great. Is that said somewhere and we just missed it? Like I don't think it was. That seems like 
a huge character building thing that would have made me like it a lot more. Anyways, so yeah. now that I know that, I actually really like Eddie Redmayne's performance. Yeah. Like, give me that. Tell me that's why his voice is fucked up. And it yeah. builds this connection between both of these guys. Yeah. And why there's this whole thing for him to get his wings back. Right. <laughs> Fucking the wings. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's almost like this movie has 30 more minutes of plot scenes, and they're like, well, what if we just made the jetpack shoe scene go on for 12 minutes <laughs> instead? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to go ahead and transition right into what we didn't like about this movie. We're already pretty deep into it. Yeah. Right. Jetpack skates. Jet, jetpack Skate, skates. Space skates. Space skates. <laughs> Terrible point in this movie. I think if there's... If you can change one thing about this movie that isn't the writing and make this movie better, for me, it's take out the space skates and just give them an actual jetpack or yeah something. I don't know if the point is like he needs those because he doesn't have wings, mm-hmm. but then at the end of the movie, he still has them and he has wings. Yeah. So they're not like a... You know what I mean? Also, kind of on that note in general, costuming in this movie was terrible. Didn't make much sense. I liked Eddie. Like Eddie the, Redmayne's costuming work because he's like this crazy emperor. Yeah. Um, the group of people that was helping out Channing Tatum. Also, I don't know if they ever got explained. If they did, I missed that. They're like they're called the Aegis, so they're kind of like the army. Okay. But then there's not like because it, it kind of is phrased this way that like oh like we're gonna go to this place to like get you like official so then now you like officially are queen of the universe Mm -hmm. but then you go there and it's just like a bunch of government built like there's no like other person who's like the head of the government like separate from the house of abraxas so then you're like wait is there a government that like this all flows through or just like shouldn't there be like a coronation that she's queen of the universe yeah like there's a so the the hard thing about this movie is that there's a ton of tell don't show in this movie. Like they're like, this is this character's motivation, and they just like narrate it and they say mm-hmm. that, and you're like, oh okay, so I guess exposition is done terribly. Right, I guess that's what's going on. But then there's all this other stuff that you're just like, like at the very end, you find out that Ned Stark like betrayed some people because his daughter had is sick. Yeah, but they don't explain that like lots of people get sick with this specific thing. She has the bug. And they can't afford a recode. Yeah. Those are the only two lines they ever talk about this sickness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that's a big plot point of why he chose to betray, and then like right away he like changes his mind. So it's like there's, it's like there's eight movies, or it's like this movie is a trilogy. But they're like, we know we're all not going to get three movies. Together, yeah. We might as well just put them all in this single movie. Also, holy shit. This movie, as advertised, is... Or, this movie was advertised as this big space opera. Mm-hmm. It takes 52 goddamn minutes for them to go to space. <laughs> you have them fucking around on Earth up until minute 52 after they've been attacked by the little green men. And who... I did like the crop circle aspect of the ships landing over the field, but... Uh-huh. Holy shit! Yeah. Also, there's a point where, like, she's, like, caring for this, like, rich person, and I don't know if we're supposed to know who this rich person represents or is, 
But then she, like, fakes her name to go to the clinic to donate eggs. And it's like, do you know how medical records work? Well, like, and she, like, sat down and, like, had a conversation with her. So I thought that girl was going to become something. Right. Yeah. And, and then, she just doesn't. Yeah. I like that. Oh, it's a clinic. I can give them whatever name I want. Right. Like... You're donating maybe, eggs. Maybe like, we'll check this against all of our records. If it's electronic medical records, there's pictures now, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, there's all these things that are just like, oh, that happened. I, I guess they're just not going to explain why that's important, or I guess it isn't important. Um, but, like, she also takes a picture of the green men coming and, like, uh-huh. capturing. Why did the green men come for that blonde lady? Because they read the name that was her name. But they came from the blonde lady to begin with. Yeah, but no, they read the name she was using. No, but it's like they knew was... in the, It's like they knew in the future that she was going to put down that name. Yeah. And then they came back. Because they went to the records first and found Catherine Dunleavy or whatever. But, um, no, because when she was cleaning her house, they came for Kath, like the girl, not... Before no, that's what I'm saying. They they read her name. Somehow they had an association with... No, so it Mila doesn't Kunis, make any sense. So has Mila has gone for they an initial this, visit prior to that? I, because I think so. They, they so don't cover that either. She's gone There's for a no visit. She's given her name. No. Yeah, she's it's gone for a visit. She's given her name. No. And then the aliens are like, we're looking for the chick that came here... We don't know her name, they... so we're gonna use we're gonna find her name in here, and we're gonna go look for that name, and we found that person. You all this no, that doesn't make any no. I know it, it doesn't make any we sense. We agree. We agree. We're trying to figure out how, what kind of internal logic could have possibly well, been used. And I have other questions. Where where did the daughter go? Which daughter? did I fall asleep for that part? Which like daughter? the uh, original daughter. The, her daughter. Her daughter. Mila's daughter. Mila has a daughter? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, she had those two sons and the daughter. Did you miss that point? Mi- In space. In space. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. What happened to her? Where'd she Where'd go? Where'd she go? Kalik? Yeah. Yeah. She just is not important. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> made, they, made, like <laughs> they just made such a to-do about, like, oh, you're my mom. Okay, bye. Yeah, I had Let to, like, step out of the dude. room for a call, and I came back in. And, and she, Catherine like, asked me, I was like, I have no idea. Well, she's like, she, so mm-hmm. she's like, well, cause she gets her first, right? Out of the three of them, she gets Mila Kunis first. And then the people come and they're like, we're going to take her to the Aegis so that she can get like her official seal. And she's like, yeah, I as Kalik was going to do that, but I'm glad they're here. But then like, she never comes back. So I don't know if her plan was again to like have her come back and then try to get Earth from her or like... Kalik's motivations are never really explained. She's just the person who does the new dip in the age bath with yeah. human juice to get all fresh again. So that they can just throw a butt <laughs> in this movie? Like I guess so. I don't know. Like make it You know what this movie needs? Some ass. <laughs> also, fun fact, that lady is... Uh, was it her? No, no it was kidding. a blonde lady. It was the blonde lady, never mind. Yeah. Uh, so there's so many things where they're like... Hey, this character probably needs like five more minutes of motivations. No, we have to cut it. There, there's another space <laughs> scene that we want to have happen. Like, there's okay. There's another part. I totally forgot. There's so many like jumping points where you're just like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. 
Um, there's the part where they're like, uh, she's about to get married, right? Like yeah. She's about to get married, and they're like, don't worry, like, it's, uh, it's not marriage like on your world, it's just a contract to protect each other. Okay, marriage is a contract here, first of all. Uh, second of all, lots of people <laughs> get married, and they're like, just doing it for the contract purposes. Um... But then in this movie, they're just not going to address that she's genetically his mother. I know, right? And they're going to get married. Like, right. In space, that's I'm doing not it to weird. to protect you, whatever. Right. No. Right. And why would she... Here's the thing. There's, there's, no, there's almost no choice that Mila Kunis makes in this movie that makes sense. She's like, I guess we can get married. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess you can just have the Earth. Maybe it's because she's just in space and she's like, clearly everyone else well, knows then, way better at well, what's then he makes catching like, up. Then he makes a, a comment about, like, my mom wasn't as gullible as you are. Yeah. And, you know, like... You know what would have made this... I think if you change another thing about this movie, besides the writing and besides the space skates... Uh, it would have been really interesting if at some point she just, like, gets her memories back, or she just becomes that mother. The mother. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like... She becomes Mother Suspiria. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like, she yeah. just... <laughs> well, because it, cause it's like, uh, she has a hole on the earth, and, like, she... Uh, mother Suspiriorum, sorry. Sure. She has a hole on the earth, and she has decided... That she doesn't want to kill people anymore. Which, you don't know from Titus whether or not that was ever real or not, right? Like, you're led to believe that he's just saying lies to, like, get her to believe. So maybe the mother, like, really was shitty, and they just killed her for power, right? Yeah. But, like, it would be interesting if she really did, like, the old mother decide... Oh, like, hey, killing humans for their juice isn't good anymore. For their juice. <laughs> and so, I'm never going to refer to that as anything but human juice. That's what it is. They're just juicing humans. It's like a lemon. They're just putting in the top and they're getting rejuvenation <laughs> juice at the bottom. God. They're clearly liquefying them. First of all, the machines in Earth, <laughs> the machines in space that they're doing this are all, like, mini spinning little... Like blades? <laughs> I know, like, because, like, when it went up to the mom, there was, like, a pizza cutter over here. And then there and was, like, a like, fork that's just going. Right. And then, like, little, like, poke things. Like. The cat thinks I'm playing again. <laughs> <laughs> it thinks the blades are a toy. She's like, oh, so that's what we can do now. But also, when the. There's another human. There's a being or a lizard or something that gets liquefied, right? And he doesn't. They don't actually, like, like, put the blades in him. It's like they come down, and then he melts into the bottom. So they don't even have a functional purpose. They're just, like, there to be liquefied at the bottom. I don't know. It just doesn't make well, any like, goddamn Well, like, where does the juice go? And, like, how does it... No. 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 Right. Also, each container is 100 people. Why not make them bigger containers? Because they're definitely emptying those containers into a hot tub that's going to probably take 10 containers or so. Like, why not just put it in a big vat and pipe it in? Why do they need to be in little containers? See, and like... You know what I mean? If the whole movie is about capitalism and they're all trying to get... The best way to do this is to make it a more efficient process. But only the the daughter was using it. Like, the boys were all hell-bent about getting the people. Titus Titus gets in a pool and isn't... isn't, uh, Balam in a pool at some point? I'm pretty sure they're all in a pool at some point now. But I don't know that they like dip under At and one become point younger. They go in a pool. Well, yeah, the when she gets her butt out. No, she does. 
but I don't know that the other two do. Like, I don't know that they get younger. They're just hanging out in the pool. There's definitely a part where Balam is in some kind of pool. Also, Titus has some kind of, like, hanging-in-the-air space orgy. <laughs> yeah. Like... And there's some feathers involved. Well, I guess they yeah. all have wings, but... And, like, his assistant chick just walks in and it's like, okay, casual Thursday afternoon. Like, yeah. You know what made me think Only of good emotions in this room. Yeah. Well, I, well, I need you to come outside because there's some shit going down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your space orgy. We have yeah. things to do. You know what that made me think of, though? Uh, the intro of what we do in the shadows. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right. It does, does remind me of that. What other, there's some other stuff I had to complain about with this movie, too. Well, none of it makes any sense. What's we the, gotta move on. The, no, 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 there's some it, more stuff here. Hold on, we gotta, we gotta dive a little deeper on a few things. What the is ending Jenny? confused me, because all of a sudden she was back, and all chipper and awake at 4 a.m., like, ready to roll with her family. But, like... She knows that she's secretly the owner of the Earth and the princess of the universe. But I miss that part going down, I guess. She looks at her arm, and she's got the little thing on her arm. And she's like, ha-ha, I could leave at any time I want to. But now that I know I can change my life, I've decided that I don't want to. I think that's the whole plot of the movie is, like, she actually has... something different. She actually mm-hmm. has a good life. Like... Quote unquote has a good life. She has a family that loves her, etc., etc. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Also, does she end up with the Wolfman? I guess. Yeah. Channing Tatum. Yeah. I but guess. like that but was only my interpretation. Um, but only kind of, like not part of her like actual daily life. But she sneaks up to the roof for a little bit of flying. But they space know about her. I don't think they do. They know no, she they has might- a guy. Yeah, but... They know I, she has a date. I think they, they yeah. got the memory whatever thing. Yeah, because none of them were like, oh big queen of the universe now. Like- <laughs> but also, okay, this fucking telescope. So, is it just, like, the similar style to the one her dad had? Or yes. is it her dad's? No, I don't think it's her dad's. I think it's just a $4,000 golden telescope. How but much why? do telescopes actually cost, by the way? Do they like are, a legit one? Yeah, that seems like a legit one. Yeah, uh, telescope eBay. I just want to see if you actually have to spend four thousand dollars. Well, you can buy one at Target <laughs> for seventy dollars. Okay. So anyway, it's also like there's so many like but, little things in this movie that are supposed to connect to each other. But, but, they her, have, but they never her connected. mother's capitalist nature forced her to want to buy the most expensive telescope she could and to feed into the system. Like, her parents met when her dad was looking at the stars because he's an idiot and he's doing it outside at night in Russia. Like, that's... And she's like, oh, he's dumb, but he loves me. And, uh... I don't know. I guess that's... Well, also, there was, like, a gray line of, like, I thought mom, the mom died... No. Giving birth? I don't think so. And then all of a sudden she was back. Yeah, they didn't make it super clear because, like... Also, very graphic birth scene. Right. Like, like, what the fuck? Chilling in a semi. Like... She she was in a boat. Well, but the box... Like, the box goes on. Never mind. Whatever. (laughs) That's the container. The semi is the truck. Yeah, I know. But I was just... Okay. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) 
I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But they, yeah, she, they said, like, didn't they say? I thought they said something about her dying. dying. Or maybe just that it was a hard birth. When they and kept, like, I, referring to, like, I just standing up, by the way. Why? Like, lay down to give birth, right? Like... <laughs> Coming out the gate, dropping on that. Yeah, is that how Russian women give birth? Or just like <laughs> one of those. Where no you, time. You squat them into the snow. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's like oh, no. It's like when you have to put a, a newly forged sword in the water. <laughs> oh my god! You gotta just plop your newborn into the snow <laughs> so they can survive in Russia. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay, alright. Standout scene. Pick one. Um, they're all bad. Um, <laughs> I'll give you... I'll, can I give you two? Yes. Okay. I only have one. I'll give you two. One of them is great because of how stupid it is. When she comes to Ned Stark's house and the bees are f- all over her and this is a recognition of royalty... Mila Kuna should be freaking the fuck out. When have you ever had a cloud of bees <laughs> around you and been like, this is weird. <laughs> you should be like, holy fuck, I'm going like, to die from 50 bee stings. She's like, she's like, oh, why are these oh, bees? No. Why? Oh. These are clearly CGI bees that are not going to harm me. <laughs> and... Meanwhile, I would be on the floor. I'd be running to the nearest lake. Or yeah. I'd be hauling ass. I would be crying. That's what I would be doing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I guess this is where I die. And they're all like, oh, shit. Maybe she's actually royalty. So then that's the part where and they decide. Like, oh, the bees are forming to her arms. That's the part where they decide not to kill her. <laughs> they're like, oh, fuck. The bees love her. And not, they're, I don't know, it's just so fucking dumb. Yeah. The whole movie stuff. Anyways, that's one of my favorite scenes. My other favorite scene, like, that I actually think is is decent is the final confrontation between Balam and her, where, like, Eddie Redmayne just gets to be a fucking insane person. Mm-hmm. Like, I do want, I want, want at least one movie, maybe there's, it's out there and I haven't seen it, I want at least one movie where Eddie Redmayne gets to be an actual insane person. Like, give him, yeah. like, a Willem Dafoe role. Because he could do, like, Willem Dafoe stuff. Oh, man. Have Eddie Redmayne Green- as our next Willem Dafoe? Have him be Green Goblin. Holy shit. That'd have Eddie really Redmayne good. be the new Green Goblin. That'd be good. In the fu- like, let's say the third Spider-Man movie is Green Goblin. Have Eddie Redmayne be Green Goblin. That's fucking awesome. I'm I'm still very on board the Michael Shannon as Norman Osborn role. Yeah, though. yeah. I don't know if he... Make him the Hobgoblin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, those are my two scenes. Uh, I think that I, I love when Eddie Redmayne just gets to be, like, him the full extent yeah. of what he can be insane. So those are my two. All right. He dies in a weird way. They're just hitting each other with pipes. I don't <laughs> like fight scenes where they hit each other in the back with pipes. Yeah. If you have a pipe and you're in a fight, you should be aiming for the face yeah. every time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, come on. Every pipe fight I've ever been in. <laughs> Bust their head off. Our famous pipe fight. Was that after the watermelon roll? Uh, <laughs> watermelon roll and pipe fights. <laughs> Anyways, what was what were some of your And then we would scenes? play Nightcrawlers. <laughs> we actually... Where the okay. blankets are dirt. I don't, I don't actually have a... 
pipe fight thing from high school, but we did get in trouble one time with cops. Were you there for this? I might have been. Where we were busting up TVs? Yes. Out in the country? <laughs> Can we tell this story? Is that okay? Yes. Have I told you the story You were busting TVs out in the country? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because so... going to break shit. All right, well, we're going to detour super quick. Because if you're listening to the pod and you've made it this far, you're definitely going to stick around to the end. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so this Somebody is... is going to turn it off out of spite. <laughs> I'll show those motherfuckers. We have a Hessen story for you. So every... I'm pretty sure I have told the story. No? Okay, anyways. There's one weekend in, uh, in Hessen every year where everybody does their garage sales. Right? And everybody puts out all their junk and everybody comes to try to buy it. The weekend after that is like... Large item pickup day. So everybody puts all their crap. all your shit out to the curb. Right. And then they take it away. Right. So people put all sorts of dumb stuff out there. They put like computer, like monitors, like the big chunky Mm -hmm. ones. They put their old TVs. They put like lumber and garbage and stuff like that out there. So anyways, the night before, if you want to go take anybody's old dumb shit that doesn't work anymore, you can. (laughs) (laughs) So we went and got a truck and we... (laughs) <laughs> grab like 10 old tube TVs and computer monitors and stuff like that. And we're just like, let's just take them into the country and bash them. Because that sounds like fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we did that and we, we only went like a couple of blocks out of town. <laughs> and just went into a field and I was, I had everybody in my car for some reason. Uh, like someone Which else was came. not a roomy car. No, it was not. And so we, like, took a bunch of them out there. We just put them on the ground. We had, like, pipes and bats and dumb stuff. And we were just breaking shit, like, office space just because we're like, that would be fun. And it's nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, it's, like, 1230 at night. And there's a field and people with bats hitting something on the ground. And a cop pulls up and thinks we're, like, killing someone. (laughs) So he, like, comes out, and I don't remember if he, like, got his gun out or if he just had his hand on his gun or what, but he, like, walked up and he's like, stop, stop what you're doing, stop. And we're all like, what, man? Like, we're just... Just casually beating up TVs. Yeah, so then he comes and he sees what we're doing, and he's like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're just, it's fine, we're just breaking it. And so he's like, were you guys going to, like, clean it up before you left, or are you just going to leave all this garbage in this field? And I, I don't think, like, any of us had a great answer. And so I was like, we're going we're gonna to pick it up. Like, <laughs> So then he, like, clearly can tell. And I think someone else had brought people out, but then they had left. Like, I think I think Landon was there. And then he just left as soon as the cop showed up. And so there's, like, seven or eight people with one car that's supposed to fit four people. So there's definitely not enough seatbelts for everybody. And, uh, so then we're, like, picking stuff up and putting it in my trunk, and he, like, takes my license and takes down all of our names and, like, our addresses and stuff like that, and we're, like, kind of freaked out, because there's, it's a cop, and you can tell he's being an asshole. Yeah. And we're, like, I don't think we're really in trouble, because I'm pretty sure none of this is, like, a big deal. Nothing was illegal. Because you haven't, like, I don't really, I was, like, like, maybe trespassing, like, on the very edge of a field next to a public road, like, I think it's fine. But we're all just, like, I don't know what's going to happen. So they, so then we're, like, we have to call one of our friends to come and get people so that we're not, but it was just, like, it took, like, an hour to get, like, processed, and the cop's, like, all right, well... Don't do this anymore. Y'all need to leave. And we're all like, that's fine. We're going to do that anyways. Yeah. We're like, none of us are drunk. None of us are on drugs. We're just doing stupid shit. Like, <laughs> because we grew up in 
Heston. Fucking Heston. Yeah. Or, like, this is the only, like, bad thing we're ever really doing. That was one of the safer dumb things. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. It was just dumb. It just wasn't. I think he was so surprised that it, like, wasn't actually Wasn't a murder. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, that's my dumb story. All right. Yeah. Wow. My standouts. (laughs) (laughs) My standout scene was when they go. All the things I learned about good old. Were you there? Were you there? I may have been. I'm not sure. I just assume for all my stories that you were there. Yeah, I I mean, it's it's it shakes out. (laughs) We're gonna forget I was there for some. We're going to put me in for some I wasn't there for. I don't know. All right. Um, My standout scene, honestly, the most enjoyment I got out of this movie was when they go to the government agency. (laughs) That was actually good. Yeah, that was actually a good, like, well-written comedic scene. And it, like, showed all of the bullshit with dealing with a government agency. Like, no, you have to go here. Yeah. Uh, okay, you gotta go here. It's like, well, we can't go there until we get this. And, yeah. like, Catherine knows, like, that shit <laughs> is, will drive me fucking insane. <laughs> so to see it done in a movie in this, like, big, grand-scale space opera and also have this in it, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I do agree. I think it was a good scene. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. For how much I don't like this movie. Catherine, did you have anything you really liked? Uh. <laughs> no, not that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. What were your What were your letdown scenes? It's hard to pick one. <laughs> But I will go with the scene when they're at Sean Bean's house. With the bees? Yeah, the bees and then the attack by the little green men. Okay. As a... That whole segment where they're at Sean Bean's house, all bad. And because that's also when you get the backstory of, yeah, he's a run to the litter. Yeah. Yeah, he tore a throat out. There's all sorts of like... They all wither and die, but he, he yeah. thrived. There's all sorts of just pockets of weird exposition in this movie. You're like, okay, I guess you're just going to tell me (laughs) what's going on in this movie. There's there's a couple of scenes where they just do this exposition. The first time the three siblings are together, and they're like, oh, like, would you want to give me maybe Earth? Like, they all don't know that Earth is important. Yeah. Like, and he's like, no, Earth is, like, very valuable. And he's like, oh, hmm, I guess you don't want to give me Earth then. you're like... What is this, like, weird coy thing you're trying to do? Like, <laughs> I really did not like Titus. It, he bugged me. He could have been I better. I didn't like he any bugged, of the characters. He just bugged me. And I, Eddie's voice just... Mm. I mean, the backstory helps a little bit now, but if I would have known that, like, within the first, like, five minutes of him talking... Yeah. Then it would have, like, you know... Right, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, the first half that he's in is uh-huh. done... And the second half, it because he gets a little bit more insane, is more up my alley. Mm-hmm. But it's still bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other scenes I don't like are just like how the useless ones. Yeah, just how long it takes. Like the scene where she's like helping the blonde friend, and the blonde yeah. friend's like, "I have to go out with this guy," and he's like a very eligible bachelor. And you're just like, "I don't need, I don't need character building for that character." 
Like, yeah, right, we don't need to know about her. Make you feel like she's gonna be in it. Yeah, yeah. And then she's attacked, and then nothing. Yeah. And she's also is she okay? Like, (laughs) 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 we never know what happens to her. She woke up. (laughs) Does she? Yeah, she woke up when Mila woke up, and they're both just like, um, okay, yeah, see you later. Okay. Uh, but that actress plays uh Princess Margaret in The Crown. On Netflix, so she plays the queen's sister, oh, and okay. so she can do some good stuff if you would yeah. let her. I just I don't know. That's like a waste of a yeah. It wasn't should, just like an extra. They should have taken her and Ned Stark and made them less famous people, and then hired yeah. better writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the lesson of every movie. Every movie needs really good writers. Mm-hmm. Every movie yeah. needs really good writers. The writing and the plot are the most important parts of a movie. And even if you don't nail the other stuff, mm-hmm. like you can do well with that. Like that's how indie movies like get successful, right? Is or get a lot of press is that they have this great story. They maybe don't have all the extra stuff, but then it makes up for it, and then people find it, and then you know what I mean. It, it keeps going. It's all the like all the big kitschy, like. 5,000 big celebrities in a movie, like New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, yeah. where there's like 12 really big A-list celebrities. Right. And it's just like a whatever story. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Any other... Um, did you have a letdown scene specifically, or... Oh. Um, just kind <laughs> just of in general. The entirety. Yeah. Like every... I was kind of like falling in and out of sleep, and I... Th- there was one point where I woke back up and I thought the movie would be over. <laughs> <laughs> but I had only like fallen asleep for like five minutes, but it felt like it turned yeah. I don't know that this is like a sleepy Saturday movie. Like, no. Uh, like it's not necessarily appointment viewing, yeah. but like if you're gonna uh-huh. listen to this podcast and you wanna watch the whole movie, like don't do it while you're sleepy because you no. will fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it is not it was, good. It was bad. <laughs> Uh, All right. What are we doing? Dom Hall? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's got to be Eddie Redmayne for me. I because th- just if you if you gave the context of the the wolf throat cut thing, uh-huh. and honestly, yeah. what I probably would have done is I probably would have not made it three siblings. I probably would have made it two. I probably would have yeah. like either make Titus. Oh, they, they wish they had made it two because they just cut Kalik the sister out of it. completely. Yeah. So, like, either just make it Balam and Kalik or Balam and Titus. And I don't necessarily care which one. Mm-hmm. But, like, then you could do the whole thing of, like, it's just juxtapose, juxt- <laughs> juxtapose. Anyways, there's a juxtaposition between two instead of three. And then you could just make, like, this one wants to kill her. This one wants to protect her. But secretly, he also wants to kill her. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then it could have been, I don't know. It's just doesn't make any sense for how they did it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I think Eddie Redmayne. I'm going to say... You go. You go. I was just going to say Sean Bean. Okay. I don't know. Give Put me a prequel more. with Sean Bean. A stinger prequel? Yeah. Where the where Eddie gets his throat ripped out. Is yeah. he stinger because there's bees? Oh. Holy shit. I is think, that... Is he, oh. an, is he an apiarist? Is he a bee? <laughs> <laughs> He does have wings or something. Or used to. 
when he gets wings back, are they bumblebee wings? And they're like round, like cartoon, like. <laughs> Did you notice the ship of Titus? Titus' ship was that supposed to look like a bee? I, it or like had a, a bug? It had a face on. Know. Oh it, no, uh, Balam had a face on his ship. Like it kind of looked like a. Uh, Maybe it did. All of them just looked like it was like a cylinder and then it broke. <laughs> like it's just shards yeah. of. Because there's like little things kind of floating alongside it that you're like, oh, are those like arms of the ship? And they're kind of just floating next to it. So it's like a little. What are those things that are on the bottom of sharks? Mores or whatever. Oh, I, I thought it's... you meant fins. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the other fish that's like on Remoras. it. Remoras. Remoras, thank you. What did I say? Mores? Mores. <laughs> Just eels latching on. Eels! The electric eels! Yeah, anyways. I, I shows basically Sean Bean is a bee. Yeah. What this is around here. So who's your dog? I would say Kalik, just so we could get a fucking conclusion to that story. Yeah. Because like everyone else, like didn't marry Titus, homeboy died. What about the daughter? Yeah, yeah, like, nothing. Uh, nothing. Give me something. I have one more thing. I'm curious. Do you guys think Mila Kunis was the right person for the main girl? No. I don't think there was a right person. <laughs> no. Needed a more. I don't like, think she was bad. I don't she's think she's too any... like almost mainstream. Is that, you know, she like needed to be needed a little to... bit weirder. Yeah. Like, Channing Tatum, I think, was probably also the wrong person for the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he did a better job of, like, being the dedicated weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, is there any more proof that Channing Tatum, like, needs good writing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, Channing man. Tatum can be amazing when he has good writing yeah. and is not very good at all when he has bad writing? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know I mean, who you would put could, instead of Mila Kunis. It but could also be a Wachowski thing. I would maybe have done yeah. Indina Menzel instead oh. of Mila Kunis. Okay. Does she, is she, does she do acting where she she's doesn't sing? Man. Where she doesn't oh. sing? Because she's in musicals, right? Yeah. But I, I mean... I don't know. But she can act. Yeah. So. yeah so and she's weird. You know? You can cut can the... You can cut the singing and she can still act. I'd be curious to see, like... It's not like she only acts while singing. No, but, like, how you act in a musical is different. Uh, this is true. Right? Like, your portrayal of a character is different. Let's see. Mm-hmm. A couple of Heston musical veterans here. <laughs> <laughs> I Ralph was, breaks the internet. I was the brother who doesn't talk in Hello, Dolly. <laughs> The was, biggest non-role you can possibly give in that I was play. the I was the priest in uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and almost died because somebody... There's a scene involving a cream pie... A pie of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, you no. Said it. You and said it did it. not oh, get no. cleaned up appropriately. <laughs> that's why I wanted to change my phrasing. <laughs> But I ran out onto the stage oh, and no. hit the slick spot and almost slid <laughs> off the stage into the piano player. <laughs> and thus you? begins my career in vaudeville. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I don't even know what we're talking about Quiz. Okay, let's okay. Do, a quiz. do you want... Uh, do you want... 
time to find out which space-related name you should have based on the celestial theme word association game. Or, do you want, can you tell if we're lying about Jupiter ascending? I want to do that one, but we've also seen it. Yeah. To so be we fair, know. we there could be shit that we know. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that, that we, one. <laughs> the, pl- <laughs> the plot's not clear enough, we might not get it. Mila Kunis plays an undocumented Russian immigrant who works as a toilet cleaner and sells her eggs in order to raise money to buy a telescope. Okay, with this one, was she undocumented? Yes. She says it in the beginning. And she technically didn't sell her eggs. She tried, though. Yeah, I'll just put true. Did we get it? Does it tell us? Her whole intro is like, I'm an alien. Some would say, oh, I'm a god, leader. I forgot about that. Oh. oh, the worst two starting lines to start a movie okay. ever. I, the so times, I didn't know the first hour of this movie took place on Earth, and I heard those lines, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. I still didn't like it. Yeah. Type this in. There's so many parts during this movie where, like, I feel like I needed, like, another person to look at and roll my eyes or, like, a mirror or something. Yeah. Because I would just, like, pause and be like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, to no one in the room. It's just me. I'm just pausing it to react because it's just so bad. We're having some technical okay. difficulties with it, our quiz. It is registering it. Never mind. Okay. All right. I guess we don't find out until the end. Sean Bean plays a former space marine who just happens to be a human slash bee hybrid. True. Is he a beehive? I don't know, but we we raised we the need possibility, to know. so we have to know. I'm saying true. Okay. Be- <laughs> Mila Kunis is revealed to be a reincarnated space princess by a house full of bees. Yes. True. That is true. Channing Tatum is a man-wolf hybrid who gets around with space rollerblades. True. True. Are all of these true? They might be. Tatum's character vows to protect Kunis from a cosmic cult who wants to sacrifice her to God and a prophesized event that is basically like space Ragnarok. No. False. That one is false. They're just, they're doing it for capitalism. There's a giant industrial complex. <laughs> the god complex. is capitalism. Ooh, wait, is it, is it capitalism? Ooh. There's a giant industrial complex hidden in the eye of Jupiter that is dedicated to processing human remains into an immortal, immortality serum. Human juice. Human juice. Tatum and Kunis are destined to become also, the parents of reincarnated space em- emperor. False? I don't know. Is human juice supposed to be just blood? Why is it blue? Do they add blue later? So it's fancy, because they're royalty. There's nothing in us that's blue, right? Because If you the- distill us all the way down, you'd get blue. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, because until your blood hits oxygen... Or until your blood hits air, actually it, don't think it's that's, a blue. I've it's heard not, that's not true. true. No, right? it's not true yeah. at all. Isn't it clear? I think My it's red. Veins are blue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the blue thing isn't true, right? I I don't think so. I don't. Know. Googling so many things. This dude wants to marry. Oh, Titus wants to marry his reincarnated mother and then kill her so he can own the planet Earth. True. True. Yes. Can we? Capitalism, baby. <laughs> I'm doing it. Make you kill your mom. Uh, <laughs> That's what the communists should say. They say, you know what? In capitalism, they'll make you kill your mom just so you can own the earth. Eddie, Eddie spends 
most of his time on screen talking about the glory of space capitalism in a weirdly soft voice. Yes. <laughs> True. Yes. Channing Tatum gets synthetic angel wings in the end after fighting an eight-foot-tall dragon man. True. True. We didn't talk about those. Those yeah. were actually pretty cool. They were. I liked those. They were literally all true. Except for the one. It was the worst quiz ever. Oh, uh, man. That it person has not built many quizzes before. No. <laughs> that was their first try. <laughs> no. It's probably, is it on BuzzFeed? It's probably an intern. Yeah. They're like, yeah. hey, can you just like watch some shitty movies and make some quizzes? Right. They're like, it's two o'clock on a Friday. I want to go home. Make them all true. <laughs> all right. Listener question. So, in the spirit of this movie, I asked, what is the worst science fiction movie you have ever seen? Yikes. I've got mine. We did get a response from Riley, uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I've heard that's bad. Oh, yeah. I don't, I've never seen it. What's it about? I know it's got Eddie Murphy in it. I don't even know. I've never <laughs> seen it. I've avoided it. Uh, at Two Views Garrett, uh, he gave us a Battlefield Earth. Because oh. he said, seems too easy for a pick, but has to go with Battlefield Earth. Pretty bad. Uh, at One Star Bazaar on Twitter, uh, a podcast that reviews one star movies, uh, Johnny, Mino- Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah. See, I think I've I think I've heard all these are bad, and so I have avoided exactly watching them. First issue gave us Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Michael, the porno jukebox, he did said that he might actually like. He's that like, movie. I understand, but I kind of liked it and wouldn't mind a sequel or a franchise. Oh. Uh, have to give it a shot. The unlucky ones at tuo underscore podcast gave us Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. See, I've actually heard that's good. I've heard it's like... I said I know what you are going to say. Oh, really? Mm, I don't think you do. I've heard Sky Captain's actually... Like, it's campy, Mm -hmm. but I've heard it's better than it has any right to be. Because isn't that with Jude Law and Angelina Jolie? Yes. Yeah. Um, At Opposing Reviews, another podcast, they gave us Mac and Me. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one that Paul Rudd always shows on Conan O'Brien? Okay. Uh, The At Geek Salad... uh, at Geek Salad Radio, but they're the Geek Salad Podcast, gave us Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we gotta address Avatar. Not a good movie. I um, don't know. The, I won't say the worst. The richest it's, movie of all time. <laughs> the highest grossing movie of all and time. at the Porno Jukebox, Michael, he gave us Sinister Squad, which I actually am not familiar with. I haven't heard of that one. Uh-uh. I haven't either. That's different than Sinister Six, right? Yeah. And different Sinister. than Suicide Squad. All right, Tyler, what's yours? Uh, I'm going to go with David Lynch's Dune, which it hurts me to say that because, as we all know, I'm a big time. Were you just sci-fi or space sci-fi? I think we just said sci-fi. Just sci-fi, but I I went with space sci-fi. Dune is an incredible book. David Lynch is an incredible director. That movie is not good. (laughs) It is a very much a so bad it's good type of watch. Gotcha. Um, I'm really struggling with this because I don't know that I have watched all the way through a lot of bad sci-fi movies. Um, this is pretty high up there. Um, I really didn't like this one. One that's like so bad it's good. It's kind of like sci-fi horror. Did you ever see Contagion? 
I have I did not see Contagion. There's a part in Contagion where someone like unexpectedly falls like from a couple stories, but like into a group of other people, mm-hmm. and it just goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the hardest I've ever laughed in a horror movie of all time. <laughs> so it's that's probably up there. I don't know. I'm struggling to think of a really really good one other than probably this movie. What about you, Catherine? Can you read the prompt again? What's what the worst worst, movie, worst sci-fi? Yeah. Yeah. They live. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> what? Hurtful. Hurtful. Catherine's answer was <laughs> Catherine's answer was They Live. The Rowdy Roddy Piper feature by John Carpenter. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I can pick a different one. No, you it's fine. You already picked it. It's fine. You already picked it. Oh no. It's this has been the final episode <laughs> of Who the Hell Is This For? Featuring Broadcast. Broadcast will no longer be joining yes. us. <laughs> oh no. Uh yeah, that's that's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your? Oh, it might be up there, but I really didn't like Mystery Men. Oh yeah, that one was bad. Similar, looks like it's similar to Sinister Squad. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. What was on your list, Tyler? What's the worst sci-fi movie you've ever seen? Dune. Oh, Dune. Sorry. Yeah. You already said David yep. Lynch's Dune. Yeah. Which right. would be another great one to review. I don't know if we could. Because I could find things I enjoy about that movie. You know you know what's honestly bad about that movie? Like, Kyle MacLachlan is not the right person. He is not. For that. It's pretty bad. It, yeah, no. <laughs> Kyle MacLachlan does not fit that role at uh-uh. all. Uh-uh. All right, so let's do ratings and who the hell is this for? This movie is a four. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm going with a two. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I enjoyed almost nothing about this movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, I won't really ever watch it again. Um, but it's got some decent decent action scenes. The action scenes remind me a little bit of, like, the first Rami Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like, also, but- by the way. You, you must respect him. Rami. Is it Rami? Yeah. I think I've been saying Rami for a really long time. Sorry. <laughs> Sam Rami Malik. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Rami. Not because, not because those action sequences are necessarily bad, but it's just like the perspective and the shooting and stuff like that. I did think the action sequences in this were like a little bit unintelligible. Like they're a little bit hard to figure out what was going on. And I think that's just like the style of green screen yeah. they used. There was some decent action, but most of it was unintelligible. What do you get? So you gave it a two, I gave it a four. Progath, where are you landing? Um, three. Okay. Yeah. Split the difference? Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen. Uh, I don't know. There's been some horror movies I don't watch. So Catherine said there are some horror movies that she has had to watch. I don't know by who made her watch them. Been a little bit worse. They've been worse. This one was at least like I, I could keep 
I mean, other than the sleeping part, I could keep my eyes open the whole time. So I think those movies objectively may be better made, uh-huh. but less enjoyable for you than this movie was. Because uh-huh. this, this movie was just a mess. The, yeah. This is the definition of a camel. Like, yeah. this is a... Built to different parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, you know, the saying is a camel is a horse made by a committee. And that's what this movie feels like. Yep. Agreed. Now, who the hell is this for? What should you watch instead of this movie? That's what... <laughs> it's not going to be if you like this movie. What should you watch instead that will fill that... Scratch that itch? Oh, man. Um... I mean, Star Wars is way too easy an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... Guardians? Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I had been thinking Guardians as well. I'm specifically... I was thinking... <laughs> which which one? Guardians 2. <laughs> but because... And this isn't because I'm obsessed with Kurt Russell. I oh, am God. obsessed with Kurt Russell. Um... But because the plot of Guardians 2 is basically this... Like the bloodline? Yeah. It's like you are the son of this all-powerful being, and I want you to come with me and we can control this together. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what it flipped it. It's we are the son of an all-powerful being. Come to right, us and we can too. control Earth and be immortal. Yeah. Um, so basically the same plot, but done so much better. Yeah. I'm having a really hard time finding a good comp for this movie. Mm-hmm. Catherine, do you have anything while I'm thinking of stuff? Um, maybe, I mean, I would just go into, like, sci-fi, just general sci-fi rather than, like, space. Yeah. Um, if I made any other recommendations. I... Maybe to redeem myself, oh. Jurassic Park. I like it, but why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm just trying. To make me happier? <laughs> you can't just pick the genre. <laughs> Thank you. I will... I'm going to go Blade Runner 2049. Okay. I'm wondering if you're going to Yes. See, I don't... I guess Star Trek. Mm. Okay. So that's, I feel like, as much as a go-to as Star Wars is. Yes and no. It's less... The new... What, you know... Are you talking the new Star Trek? No. Okay, the old ones. Yeah. Okay. Wrath of Khan. Khan! Yes. Holy shit, I want to review Wrath of Khan. We could. That would be amazing. We could. I yeah. might need to do some homework and watch some stuff prior yeah. to Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Go in dry. <laughs> no, um, as in that you're on. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, so let's just move on. Do you know what my other comp for this movie is? What? Uh, the first Men in Black. Okay. Because it's a very like we're not alone. Like there are aliens among us. They ha- obviously have the mind wipe, which seems like they directly stole from Men in Black. Oh it's, yeah. It's like not even. Like, there's, some, there's a rotten review that we did before, right? Of, like, this movie has so many homages to other things. Ooh. So, like, you've got the... Which I know it's not directly from Guardians of the Galaxy, but, like, the space skates, super mm-hmm. similar to the boots that Star-Lord has. You've got the We're Not Alone and the Mind Wipe from Men in Black. <laughs> Sarah was doing this the whole movie where she was like, that's from another movie, that's from another movie. And the part where she's... To the point where we were, like, just picking movies that had no, made no sense for it. And yeah. there was a part where she was climbing up a ladder. She's like, that's from Annie. <laughs> Annie climbs a ladder. Sarah, come on the pod. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other I comps? have one more. Do you have another one? 
I'm th- I'm looking for what other comps might be, but you go ahead. Okay, one of the campier, weirder, but also super beloved uh, sci-fi movies that I feel like will scratch the exact itch that this movie was trying to scratch is The Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That one speaks for itself, I think. That's a really good one. There's another one that's like very similar Ooh. to Fifth Element that I'm trying Zathura. to think of. Zathura. <laughs> okay. Zathura, huh? Okay. Have you seen that one? It's uh, nice. I think it's Disney. Isn't that like Jumanji in space? Kind yes. Of, yeah. Also directed by John Favreau. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. May not too may not be too bad. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Sorry, I meant that in like a. I meant that as a lead into like uh-huh. something else. Sorry. Uh-huh. Good old 2005 classic. Um, I mean, it's not at all really in the same vein, but if you want to see what obviously the Wachowskis do and they do it well, the Matrix, right, mm-hmm. would be more of what they're trying to accomplish. It seems it's a little bit tough when they seem like they strike gold like early and they're just never really able to recoup the same feeling. Because mm-hmm. even like later Matrixes aren't as celebrated. Some people don't even recognize the trilogy. They're just like, no, there's only one Matrix very similar yeah. to another Shark trilogy. Exactly. Yeah. Shark um, quadrilogy, by the way. Maybe um, maybe Independence Day would be another good Oh, for this. I like that. I'm trying to think if there's any other good fits. There's some other sci-fi, but I'm not sure they necessarily fit what you're trying to do here. Because this is definitely, like, it's the the space opera style, right? Where there's there's this hidden world that has all these rules and norms and stuff like that. And then you have someone come into that world who totally doesn't understand it. And they're secretly powerful or this person or this savior, Right. But it's really weird because it's not like she's saving... She's kind of saving the Earth. Yeah. But there's doesn't really seem like there's any imminent threat to go liquefy the Earth. Right? Like, there's this imminent threat to give over control of the Earth. But it's not like there's, like, a cruiser heading towards Earth that's about to, like, liquefy it. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's almost no drama yeah, in there's the really people not. are going to die. So she feels like it's a savior, a but It's a very stagnant really. threat. Yes. Uh, we did get another response just now from at Colby told me, Colby Mack. He gave us Space Truckers for the worst sci-fi he's ever seen, oh. which I've seen thrown on thrown about on the timeline a few times recently, and I might need to watch it. Gotcha. What are we doing next week? What's our schedule? Uh, we're going to, next week, we'll release the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, so next week we will not be recording a new episode uh, but I will be going through, since, you know, we're taking Memorial Day weekend off, uh, gotta relax a little bit, I will be cutting together a bunch of bonus stuff and making almost kind of like a clip show episode, so you guys at least get something uh, next week, and then after that, we'll kind of get back into our normal schedule. So what does that schedule look like? Because I know we um, referenced it we earlier. Have a, we have a review that we need to do, so that can be... Are we, are we going to do that? We're going to do it. Throwing, <laughs> you didn't know that was the review, no. huh? <laughs> Throwing aside just all previous opinions and just viewing it for what it is. You know what? So we're supposed to pretend like we don't know. <laughs> I think what he wants is for us to not go into it expecting it to be bad. Just take it for what it is. I don't know if that is going to go the way How he thinks it'll go. Movie? 
No. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We've well, got two weeks to watch it in portions. This is true. We'll watch it episodically. Can you do it the first weekend? <laughs> we'll look at it. Um. Anyways, so we'll have um, a review. We'll have a review, and then we can do a genre actor poll. Okay. And then we'll do staff pick. Which is it? Your turn. I think it is my turn. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a Jeff staff pick. Mm-hmm. And then a Who the Hell is this War poll. All right. So you can kind of expect that rough schedule going mm-hmm. forward. We're going to try to do more of a regular cadence. We may flip some mm-hmm. stuff around just on schedules. But the the four were um, review. So we're hoping at least one person a month will give us mm-hmm. a review. So if you were listening out there and you have not, you can get on our schedule by reviewing um, the pod and giving us a movie. We're going to do uh, genres or actors, mm-hmm. so sci-fi or Kurt Russell or something We've, like We have that. done Kurt we Russell, done so Russell. I won't push for that one. Could do a Diane Keaton. Yes, Michael Keaton. Diane <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> it would be interesting to just do a Keaton poll and do two Diane and two Michael. <laughs> just see what we get. Um, Batman, and, Beetlejuice, no. Steel Magnolias, is she in that? Uh, Fried Green because, Tomatoes. Mm-mm. Secrets of the IOS. Because, <laughs> because I said so, Mad Money, First Daughter. Oh, and, that's got both Keatons. Uh-huh. And, oh, wait, uh, no, are you giving me a Michael Keaton movie? Or is Diane first Keaton daughter also? Was, no, First Daughter was Michael Keaton. Okay. I thought we had a Keaton pair up And there. then... Uh, Have they ever been in a movie? Because that would be... Keaton versus Keaton. And then Mr. Mom. Kramer versus Kramer. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's kind of our, our cadence. We're gonna do reviews, genre or actor poll, mm-hmm. staff pick, and then a true who the hell is this for? So at least once a month you'll get a terrible movie like this. Yes, I had a lot of fun with this one. We do always recommend or always welcome suggestions. So even if you've done a review and there's other stuff that you think would be interesting for us to talk about or that you want to hear our opinions about, definitely let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, and if you have not reviewed the poll please do so, and then we will review your movie. Exactly. This has been episode 35 of Who the Hell is This For? Thank you guys for listening. Uh...